Live from the Canadian Dutch Boys Studios, it's the Schneeling and Dealing Podcast. What if the house blew up and it blew up? What if I lose this power? God, I just said, what if I lose this power? I had it and I lost. Eat success for breakfast with skim milk. Stop. Oh, shit, what? Attention campers, lunch has been cancelled today due to lack of hustle. Deal with it. Another bitch must pay. Probably the greatest band in the world. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! Well, I'll be your wingman. <laughs> Even if it means me taking a chubby, I will suck it up. I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. With your host, Phil. I, 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 in the same token, I mean, fuck him, right? I mean. And <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get your cherry popped. I know, right? I know. Like a virgin over here, except for I'm not gonna blow the White House. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> Wait a minute. So there's a, some sort of special licensing that you need to ride these handlebars on your back? And his co-host, Alex. Yeah, what employed person has the amount of time to call so up a radio sick. station? Because, <laughs> like, honestly, what people... What somebody, somebody that works for the Boston Globe. I'm triggered! I just remember Jesus turning water into wine, not exactly water into cash. Is <laughs> <laughs> that a breakdown Boy Meets World episode by episode? Okay, all right, all right. Will they do trivia at the end? What's the name of the grocery store with dad with that? With our very special guest, Tony Merkel. <laughs> the first time I was on your show, you guys left something, left something out. I was like, oh, I wish I didn't have said that. <laughs> Here I go again. <laughs> you freaking Anderson boys, you pulled the worst out. <laughs> Get me sane. Well, yeah. yeah, what are some of the major problems facing the modern day woman? What? The new stand-up philosopher from Vesuvius! Good! I like a mountain comic! Comicus! You're on. So, Alex, what did you think of the one-man show last week? Pretty impressive, I would say. You're talking about yourself? Yes, I'm talking about myself. One-man show, last week, episode 8. How long was the episode? Uh, an hour long. An hour long? Maybe I'm going to do like 40 minutes, maybe? What? Trim, trim it down a little bit. <laughs> An hour long, just me by myself is too well, long. I checked out at forty minutes. So I mean, <laughs> when I check out, that's probably a good time. To stop. That is not what I heard. I got a, This is a, another lie by Alex because I got a text from this guy. Or no, I'm sorry, a phone call. Hey, yeah, I just got done. Uh, I'm on my way from uh, Pennsylvania. I just got done listening to that one man show. You did pretty good. You did pretty good by yourself. You, you did really well. He has good. Yeah, you have a good cadence. Um, when you have something good to talk about, I think you uh, benefited from having John in the studio. Oh, it. Janitor John Janitor, of course, yeah. Well, I gotta give it up to my sidekick, Janitor John Janitor. I mean, so it really you know, wasn't a one man show, was it? Yeah, one man show. I, I see. Yeah, okay, well, I had a little bit of help, so yeah. I mean, but no, I thought it was fine. That yeah. was a good job. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, How many so, people listen to it too? <laughs> don't, you know, disclose those numbers. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was it was we had great numbers on that episode. One of our most listened to episodes, actually, to date. Uh, we have a very special guest on this episode today, um, a man that we've interviewed before, we've talked about Nephilim with, debated Nephilim, we talked about a lot of paranormal things, um, I believe the last time we left him, Janner or John Janner said he was gonna hook up with him and get him some moonshine or something, I'm not sure if that happened, but um, he is a new father, he's a host of the confessionals, paranormal expert, Bigfoot enthusiast, and an overall good guy, Tony Merkel, how are you? I'm good, man, but I'm not a paranormal expert. Don't just... Oh, no. You are a paranormal expert. You've heard well over a thousand... How many different paranormal stories have you heard? 
You're uh, definitely a paranormal uh, expert. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm an expert listening to people's stories. Yeah. Okay. I well, semantics. <laughs> <laughs> I get people emailing me saying things like, you know, how do I handle this? I'm like, right. I don't know. I just, I just listen to people's stories. So, like, like demonic, demonic stuff. Like, what would you do as like a prayer? <laughs> so people like email you stuff like that. You know, my favorite is that everybody on my show, like everybody that listens to my show, they know I'm a Christian, and so sure. that obviously presents a different paradigm in this industry. And I have, you know, Satanists that listen to my show and things like that. And so I get some people that email me that don't believe in God and, and they're very against religion and faith and all that stuff. And they're asking me how to handle a demonic possession. And I'm like, uh, expel it in Jesus name. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> it was like, oh, well, that, that's. Yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hey, Tony, if you ever went on CNN and they brought you on to talk about certain things, um, next to your name would probably say, overall good guy, paranormal expert. <laughs> That's what's going to stick. That's what's going to stick. I'm telling you. Now you're branded. You're branded. Overall good guy. You have to deal with that now for the rest of your life. I've been called it before. Bigfoot expert, paranormal expert. Oh, I, I want to be called a podcasting expert. That's what I'm an expert in. I love it. Okay. Uh, well, next time I have you on, I'll add that in. <laughs> to the intro. I'm going to write it in right now. Podcast expert. All right. We'll do it again. Three, two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have Tony on. We're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We're going to be talking about the Netflix, I guess it would call, I don't know what to call it, special miniseries. A miniseries, I would probably call it, called The Family. I thought it was pretty interesting. Uh, we're also going to be uh, talking about some paranormal experiences that I had that you're not going to want to miss out on. Uh, we're also going to have Grant. I don't know if Jason's going to be on. Alex, is Jason going to be on as well? or just No, he couldn't make it. Okay, couldn't make it. It's just going to be Grant from Johnstown Abnormal Paranormal Society. He's going to talk. You know, Tony's a Bigfoot guy, so I figured we'd have another Bigfoot guy on and have two Bigfoot guys talking about Bigfoot. I mean, what could go wrong? That's what I thought. Right? Many things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the recording could just stop. You know, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I don't know what will happen, you know? But anyway, so we we got a lot of, a lot of things. We we may even talking about about uh, some other paranormal stuff as far as Brad Kidd because I want to have Tony on. Tony, I was a Tony is known as a paranormal guy. He has people on his show that tell their stories. So I figured we'd have Tony on. We talk about paranormal things. Sounds like a you know pretty reasonable thing, right? Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Anyway, Tony, for those who don't know you, why don't you give a little quick intro? You know who you are, what your podcast is, what you do, likes, dislikes, loves, hates, whatever. Yeah, I mean the po the podcast is a paranormal is a paranormal show. It's the Confessionals. Um, I always direct people to the website confessionalspodcast.com. From there, you can figure it out as far as where you want to listen to the show. Uh, but on any podcasting platform, it's on there. And we talk about paranormal stuff. And I use the word paranormal very very loosely. It's not just hauntings. It's anything from you know ghosts, hauntings, UFOs, alien abduction to Bigfoot to big you know. Uh, conspiracies, you know, we talk about the whole thing. If it's off the beaten path, uh, we talk about it. Unfortunately, though, conspiracies seem to be very mainstream these days. If you listen to the uh, impeachment hearings, you hear both sides of the aisle saying conspiracy mm -hmm, theories. Mm -hmm, conspiracy mm -hmm. theories. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I was telling my audience, I was like, you know what? Wave your flag proudly because now it is mainstream to be a conspiracy theorist. But yeah, uh, yeah we just cover a lot of stuff. And the main emphasis of the show is for people to come forward and share their personal experiences. So uh, sometimes that's not necessarily what we do, but most of the time it is, even with the conspiracy stuff. I mean, we'll have people on the show that actually went through 
a conspiracy. Like uh, 9-11, we had uh, Susan Lindauer on the show, and she actually uh, worked for the CIA leading up to 9-11, and she has been known as the whistleblower. She spent five years in jail with no trial because of what she was saying, and uh, she kind of basically says that, you know, leading up to 9-11, we knew it was coming, and we did nothing. And so, uh, you know, she comes on and talks about that stuff. But uh, even like this coming Tuesday, we have Zach Voorhees, the Google whistleblower. Obviously, he's directly involved with Google and the whole thing. So that's kind of what we, we do, though. We try to focus on people's firsthand accounts and uh, go from there. But uh, I just a facilitator of conversation. That's the, way, that's the way I look at it. I'm, I'm a conversationalist. I enjoy talking to people. So we have them on. They share their story. And then we just talk about it. And I try to you know, create an environment where people feel like you're just kind of sitting there listening to two people talk at a table about period stuff. People seem to like it. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good, man. I think that's a, that's a pretty good overall caption of what your podcast is. And your podcast is basically, basically people come on and they tell their stories, you know, and you're not really trying to like judge their stories as truth or false or anything like that. You're just like, hey, what happened to you? You tell you like basically be having a, a, an open discussion of what they their hat their story or whatever what they say happened to them right basically right. That, i think that's really cool because some people would be like oh well how come you don't you know like we were sort of you know talking about like certain conspiracies how you like maybe you don't even agree with like say if like you know you have a guest on and it's like i don't know i don't know what you believe and don't believe but it's like say it's something that you're just like oh like i don't even know if i believe this person but you're still gonna have them on you're gonna hear them out and you know you're gonna have give them the opportunity to say what they want to say yeah, I've, I've had lots of people on the show that I don't agree with. And in fact, most people that come on the show, they say something that I don't agree with. It's just right, I don't right. rebut the show. I'm, I'm not here to embarrass people in front of thousands of people. I'm, yeah. I'm here to facilitate conversation because that's something that we're missing in today's society. In today's society, you can't talk to somebody without people being offended and wanting to argue and stuff. So my show is just letting people say whatever they want to say about whatever they think. What they, whatever you truly think, just say it. And we have conversation and talk about things. We're not here to embarrass each other. And uh, I mean, I've had I've I've literally had Satanists on my show that I've interviewed. I've mm -hmm. interviewed uh, and I, I I didn't make a big deal about it. In fact, I don't think anybody knows any of those episodes except for one. The one lady, she uh, she well, she probably wouldn't call herself a witch. She was a uh, what do you call it? Now I'm drawing a blank. I should know this stuff. Uh, but uh, like a naturalist or something like a. It's um it's very common. I just can't think of the name of the this faith. Like a Wiccan. Wiccan, thank you, thank you. And so, uh, you know, it's just like, whatever. You know, I, I, I brought her on the show to talk to her. She tells me, you know, that she's a Wiccan. I'm like, okay, let's hit record. Yeah. And we go from there, you know. And, you know, I didn't blast her. Now, I got a lot of emails blasting me saying that, oh, Jeff you're for having her on. You should have preached the word of Jesus Christ to her and, and saved her soul from hell. Well, uh, I don't think she would have received that well in front of thousands of people. And so right. what we did do, though, is her and I had conversations before the interview. After the interview, she became a member to, to my website. And she's heard me talk about my faith countless times. And so she's been exposed, you know. But it's just the show is not there to em embarrass people and challenge them and make them feel stupid. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. How, you, just, you say some things, get me rolling because I just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I thought it was something to bring up because I feel I'm sh I don't know if people have ever said that to you before, but it would it, it would be something that I would think people would be saying about your show is that they'd be like, well, how come you don't, you know, say if you have someone on that says like they believe in a, a monster in the sky that, you know, is made of, I don't know, marshmallows. I don't, you know, something really like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> okay. There's plenty of interviews that I've done where I, I hit the 30 minute mark and I caught them lying to me several times and I'm like wrapping okay. it up. Right, right. I'm not, right. not going to be like, hey, man, you're wasting my time, whatever. Okay. Like, you scheduled my time to tell me your, your little story. That's fine. But once I realize this isn't going to air, yeah. we wrap it up pretty quick. Okay. And I typically, at the end of my interviews, I let people know. I'm like, hey, listen, I don't know when this is going to air because I'm always interviewing. But when it does, I'll let you know. Well, the people that I'm not going to air, I'm just like, all right, well, thanks for talking. Great talking to you. Click. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It is what it is. I don't know, Alex. You have any questions before we get into this? Uh, other subjects we're going to be getting into about his show. Yeah. Do you have an intro song for the show? Oh, that's Rub? a great question. I'm actually, uh, I'm actually in it. Oh, yeah. you are. Yeah. Is it uh, Confessions uh, by Usher? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if it was. Confessions. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I had an original intro that I started in. Uh, started with and I actually made that before I had a podcast I just felt creative one day I, I made something I passed it around to different podcasts nobody wanted it I held on to it and I used it for my show later on and then I, I made a new one which had has basically a highlights people's stories throughout the intro and and mm -hmm. Phil you're on it from uh, I think it was episode 50 51 something like that yeah I think so yep. yeah it's still one of those interviews that people still talk about to this day oh well no, that's crazy yeah well well what hopefully did you, what did you talk about <laughs> I told them our family story about when they lived in Onset. Yeah. And then, um, you know, what happened in 2011. Okay. After you moved out, went to Pennsylvania. No. That, that's the clip that's on the show. Yeah, that's it, the clip that's I, in the intro, yeah. I, he slithered over to me. Yeah. I, I, that's, the, that's the clip, <laughs> that's great, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I even hate how I said it now. I was like, I wish I would have said it differently. Because I was like, dude... He slithered over. I think that's why how he said it. It's, I, don't, I don't know why I said dude. Maybe it's like old school 18-year-old Phil again. Like, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, maybe I chopped it up that way too. I mean, sometimes. Oh, uh, no, I think you're right. I'm sure I said it that way. That sounds I know. Did you overdub him and you said dude? <laughs> Tony's like, this will sound so much cooler. Dude. Dude. <laughs> Just picture he like spending a half an hour trying to get his voice right. He's like, dude. No, not right. Not right. Not right. That's not Phil. <laughs> Dude, uh, my first intro though, because uh, the the one clip I was using of like a supposed Sasquatch vocalizing, mm. the guy's tent, and he's like, "That is a Sasquatch," but it was such bad audio that I actually did it myself. Yes, I overdubbed. yes, yes, yes. I always thought that was you. Okay. Yeah. Me. yeah. Um, it sounded good though. Did you do yeah. the knocking as well? As well, because I was like, I don't know. These knocks could either be real footage or they could be just Tony like knocking on his like. Yeah. Oh. You know, on no, this I, table right here. <laughs> I pulled it all from different videos. Oh, online. cool! Oh, um, did you? Cool. Uh, like the one, the one part where the guy's talking is like they're in the shadows. Yeah, like, that's from, uh, the movie Signs. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. He's like, interesting. Well, he's like, what are they doing? He's like, waiting, waiting for what? For the rest of them, you know. <laughs> so nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just I chop stuff up like that, and leaving the guy on my intro now uh, at the very end where he's talking about he reaches into a bush and he, he touches something, he feels mm. hair, and it's oh yeah, monster. that was it. That was uh, that was like a five I remember that one. Description I chopped yeah. up to like five seconds, you know. Yeah, gotcha. No, that's cool though. No, I I could I could talk about show intros forever because our show intro you'll see when it comes out. You'll be like, oh, I wonder where all these sound clips are from. Because I'm sure people are like, I wonder what... Some of you can... They're all... Half of them are from movies. Some are from our show. So, like, they're a mixture of both sort of things. And, like, TV shows and things that I think are funny. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Anyway. Um, we'll segue th that into this Netflix documentary called The Family. Um, I, maybe I'll just give a little description, I guess, of, like, what The Family is. So, The Family is also known as the International Christian Leadership. 
It was led by a now deceased, a now guy that's now deceased named Doug Coe, and it was uh, unofficially puts on the National Prayer Breakfast, and it was started in 1953, attended by every single president since Eisenhower. Ba- like that's based like basic basic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I have like other descriptions of the family that I like wrote down. I don't know if we want to start from there or like Tony, you want to just give your wait? No, we'll just do first impressions. Tony, the floor is yours. First impressions. Uh, well. I think that it's it's hard because I go back and forth with this idea because it's like the the Christian side of me is like you know I I would love to see you know Jesus in the hearts of men no matter what position that they hold in in society, uh, but I don't like seeing Jesus used as a tool to get what we want either, and yeah. I feel like what they were doing I, I they, they they even said like because how many times we hear they they said. Well, is this a Christian organization? And they're like, no, we're Jesus followers. They, yeah, they, they weren't yeah. calling themselves Christians. They were yep. calling themselves followers of Jesus. Yep. And that's because they, they wanted to define themselves outside of the realms of what Christian, what, what a Christian is. They, they wanted to utilize Jesus as uh, what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and, they, and they did. They, they utilized Jesus. And, and, and you hear certain parts of this throughout this documentary that it's like, yeah, I agree with what they're saying about who Christ is, but they're just using him uh, to get what they want. I, I think it's a cult. It's, it's a, it's a, it was a political cult. And if it's still going on, um, I, I, with the new leadership, now that uh, Co has died, I'd be interested to see which direction it goes. But mm-hmm. to me, it's a cult that uh, uses the name of Jesus as a gateway to get what they want. And um, I, I would be very cautious to, for anybody to, to join in on that. Mm, very interesting, Alex. Your first thoughts, <laughs> first impression. First impression? Well, I thought it was a shit documentary. <laughs> like that's the way it was done. I it hate, I don't like. I mean, unless it's unsolved mysteries, I really don't like actor reenactments of mm, like stuff like that. Mm, yeah, I hate it. yeah, yeah. Because um, most of the acting's bad, you know. Okay, but I mean, you know, the, okay, the guy that wrote the book about it, what's his name? I can't remember. The, I forgot to write his name down. The, the main guy that was like basically right. narrating the whole thing. Okay. So the whole thing's kind of strange, right? The whole the whole fact that these these teenagers they like, bring him in and they never really say like what they what do these guys end up doing like with their lives? They end up being they, politicians. Okay, is it so? It's like skull and bones. It's like sort like of that like political grooming sort of thing around okay but with jesus being the center of it yeah and i think he's right i mean it's yeah they they literally handed out um a stripped down version of the bible of the four gospels and the acts yep yeah they even renamed it the, the acts of the ambassadors right you know uh it's strange i don't know it seems like it's all from the master um masterminded by this guy doug Coe. Mm-hmm. and i mean he's i assume he was really wealthy and yeah they definitely use Jesus to. Uh, it's just very strange how they just specifically target what Jesus says to like get there. Like you said, they they're trying to be separate. Mm-hmm. It is like a cult. Yeah. But I had a hard time wrapping my head around like how did they get so much influence so quick? Well, because that's like, that's the whole understand. thing. The whole well, when they first started, as far as I understand, in the 1920s or 30s, whenever it was, it was 19 businessmen in the community of Seattle, Washington, or whatever. And they banded together and they said that they want, you know, they were going to, they basically to try to get through the Great Depression and try to figure out how to make things better, quote unquote, as far as the, from their point of view. They got together, 19 businessmen, they prayed, whatever. And then, you know, 
they elected from that from those 19 guys there ended up being I forget their names but one of them ended up being the mayor of whatever town that they were from, of Seattle and the other one ended up being the governor or whatever whatever it was or maybe it was California whatever it doesn't matter so they ended up basically it was like they were leaders in the community because they had the money and they were businessmen so they got together they were Christians they're like okay we so they were like okay we we can use our Christian influence to you know fix this problem with all these dissidents that, and all these labor people blah 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 it's probably a big part where you have to divert from this idea of we're Christians because they're, they they were setting out to use their faith and the name of Jesus to gain political influence and power yeah and yeah. Obviously, money, and that's where the the <laughs> that's where the the confusion comes in. I mean, and th I think this was definitely it, it is definitely a cult because uh, you see what they were doing to the young men. They were grooming them for elite pol political positions, uh, even to the point that they were choo they were choosing the girls that these men were allowed to see. Yeah, it's this wasn't like you know, hey, I really like her. Let's go out and date, and okay, she's approved by us. It's like they were choosing who they thought would be the best fit. Yeah, and that's a that's a cult that's oh a cult. oh oh well the, the scariest part of that is the story about his friend jake and his his fuse the guy had a fiance i wrote this down because i thought it was crazy he had a fiance remember and she gets like sexually assaulted and the yeah. brother one of the brothers says to him is like well well what was she doing where was she where was she that she allowed this to happen basically because it was they're basically saying like oh like you, the, i think it was like the brothers jesus is first your brothers come second your family, all your job, blah blah blah, is third. Basically, it's sort of what they were saying. And basically, like, oh, basically, like she would like, oh, his fiance was a Jezebel. I think that's what they said in the reenactment. Blah blah blah. All this like garbage, and you're just like, damn, this woman, like, I don't know, was maybe raped or whatever the the case may be, and they're blaming her because of I don't know because she was at a party. I don't know. Who knows though? It's the situation was, but it's very elite way of as well i mean yeah. we see it's calvinistic it's calvinistic as well there's one another thing i wrote down because they remember in the beginning the first episode they talk about the rings of power they're like like we're elite like god chose us to be the leaders and blah 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 and so yeah. we're close to god we're like the disciples everyone else they'll get the message but we're like the disciples we're close to god they're we're the inside ring they're on the outside ring blah 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 that's sort of like elite calvinistic like god chose Being me to be like who I am to be like the, that's so. that um, they, they are taking a theology of Calvinism which is I'm chosen by God to Correct. be saved Correct. and they're taking that and they're saying I'm chosen by God to be elite yeah. that, that's not that's not Calvinism mm -hmm. uh, yeah. it, but they're taking that reformed theology of yeah. we are chosen and exactly. uh, if you don't have it's because you're not chosen yeah Absolutely. That, that's that, that's what I triggered me because, like, being a Christian, I picked up on that. Now, if you're not a Christian, you're just going to blow right by that statement and not even think about it. But as soon as I heard that, I was like, okay, they're, they're obviously using Calvinism in some sort of a way to manipulate, like, the gospel, basically, is what it is. That's that's because it's a manipulation of the gospel because it, <laughs> in the Bible, it also says there's free will as well. So you can't have it, like, you know. You can't say that there's like chosen people. I mean, I know God chooses people to do specific tasks and things like that, and God sees favor in people's eyes. But they also leave out the fact that like the the reason why God loved David is because David had a heart for God, and David worshipped God, and the way David worshipped God, God saw favor with David, and that's why God favored David. But they don't even talk about that. They're just like, oh, he was chosen by God, and he did horrible things. And right. if you do a horrible thing, it doesn't matter because you're chosen by God. You know, sort of like, you know. Yeah. No, it's a get out of jail free card. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah. Because 
chosen by God, so the grace of, of Jesus Christ covers your all your sins, no matter right. what you do. Right. You can do whatever you want because you're covered, and yeah. and, and that's that's where the, the lines get blurred because it, it, it's the that that whole thing, the whole grace thing, is post salvation. And if you're saved and there's salvation involved, then there should be a willingness and want to change and pursue yes. more pure life, even though you're not going to do it perfectly. Yeah, there, that, that that desire to be better you, and to follow Christ. And, right, and if you're right. if you're choosing to to do evil under the guise of well, I'm chosen. God's going to always got my get my back. Then then you're 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 manipulating the scripture as to what it's supposed to say. Yeah. I don't know if to get this deep, but <laughs> this is what I do. I just talk. Yeah, no, no, that well, because that's exactly what my thought was. And it's put it this way: if you're a new believer, right? I mean, you may, you know, you're supposed to be a new a new person and all that when you're born again, blah blah blah, all that stuff. And if you're reading the Bible every day, I'm sorry, you're gonna start to be fundamentally changed. There's no way. There's no way you can be the same person as you were before, right? right. I mean, just even if you even if you're not even trying, because you're gonna. Let's read the Bible and be like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm not supposed to do that. And then it's going to start becoming a part of your life, a part of your brain, and then you're going to start changing. You know, it's just, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just. And that, like, it's it's not to say that you're not going to do stupid, crazy no, of stuff. of course, of course not. Like, like, of like course. people get so caught up in the idea that, You're not like, going to be perfect. You're, you're a human being. You're going to fail. Yeah, like, you're supposed to be constantly changing towards God, and you are. But just like David, like they talk about, in the, like, David's a man after God's own heart, yet he did stupid crap. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. and so but it's it's the constant pursuit and the 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 the, the storyline there and the David story that people are missing in the, in this documentary is the fact that David knew he was wrong and pursued redemption in in God like he didn't just go about his life and say I'm I, I did wrong there and I'm going to do it again as soon as the opportunity shows itself like he did wrong and then he knew he did wrong and he, he went before God in one way or another to redeem himself. And so, like that's that that's a huge part of the whole thing. Is like that ah, I could just go on and on. And like what you <laughs> stuff. I mean, like there there there's that that heart change when it comes to the salvation part, where it's just like when you truly like it's there's a true heart transformation. Mm -hmm. And I, like I've been through it in my mid twenties. It was like it, it was just like crazy, crazy. Yeah. And, well, and yeah, like, you cast off your old self. That's that's it. You know, that's the whole. My wife asked me what was wrong with me. She's like, "Are you all right? Like, what's wrong?" I'm like, "I don't even know what's going on right now, but I'm feeling good." But like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I was so confused yeah, because I, was, yeah. like, I don't know what's going on. But like, and, and since then, I've gone through my ups and downs like crazy. But one thing is that I have never swayed from my the foundation of my faith is who who Jesus Christ is. And I think that these guys in this documentary and in the, in real life, we should like. We gotta stress that this is actually a real thing going on. Like these guys are manipulating the message of Christ to fit their political needs and their their mm -hmm. thirst for power. Yep. And and let's be clear, this is like a both sides thing too. Like there's people on the left and people on the right as well that are in, involved in this too. Like because a lot yeah. of people say Christian and then you automatically think right. And there is a large section of it that are in the right, but just like the National Prayer Breakfast, like there's people on the left too. They had. On one part of the documentary, there was like a, some guy from Southern California that was a Democrat and some guy from Northern Alabama that was a Republican or something. They were on the same stage next to each other at the National Prayer Breakfast praying to, with one another, blah, 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 on stage with one another. That's you know a perfect I mean? example, too. I mean, the National Prayer Bre Breakfast, which was emphasized a lot in this documentary, yes, yes. Uh, is the perfect example of what we're talking about where they were utilizing Jesus Christ to gain political power because the, the, the National Prayer Breakfast is not from according to this documentary which alex you know says bs but uh it, it, <laughs> it, 
great that this documentary, it's not there for let's pray together. Yeah. Uh, that's what they do on the shell of it. But the guts is to, to gain political influence and have political leaders gather together to, to gain power and, and basically cross-reference. Yeah. Like the, they're literally using faith in Christ as a reason to build up their political power. It's just like, yeah, let's do the prayer thing, get everybody in one room, do the prayer, and then all hands on deck, we're going to go go to town and make Private connections. Meetings, and yep. they, even said, they even said about that lady who The was, Russian lady, right? Right, and they're, and they're yeah. like, they said about how you know was you know we believe that she's hearing the, the the message of Jesus Christ and she you know no no harm can come from it kind of thing like she she's leaving a better person. I call BS on that because yeah. I've talked to some crazy people, right? And crazy as in life experience crazy. And I talked to this one guy who was a satanic high wizard, and he actually one of the things he would do was he would go into like churches with the the, the deliberate mission to split the church up so he pretend to be a normal person go into the church you know get quote-unquote saved and then he would start doing things like god's been the church and his whole mission was to split churches up and he's done it countless times and so there's somebody who's going in for uh, into the church with a, an idea in mind that is has nothing to do with god and just because he's being exposed to god doesn't mean his heart and life changed and so I, when i when i heard them saying that that's the first thing that popped in my mind his name's zach king and, uh, you know, all you got to do is YouTube him, Zach King, uh, satanic high priest or high wizard and his stories out there. And, um, you know, so I, I just don't I don't believe that just because they were in the presence of people talking about this person named Jesus, that that means anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that struck me, too, is um, with Doug Coe is one of the things he would always say is he would, he would talk about the mafia or talk about Hitler and how how their bonds were so strong because they had oaths to one another and stuff like that. And another thing he said was, this is a quote, the more invisible you are, meaning as far as your organization, the more invisible you are, the more power, the more power you have, basically is what he said. So like, you know how they were trying to make the family, the National Christian Leadership, whatever you want to call it, they were trying to basically, they made it in completely invisible. So when they put on the prayer breakfast, no one, everyone just thought that, the, you know, no one really knows who puts it on. It's a thing that happens every year, you know, like that sort of thing where they, they they're like, oh, you know, Doug Coe like refuses to like say his name and stuff like that, or or you know, they just like really secretive about things, you know. And they use they use the disguise of, oh, uh, we don't want to like put our name out there and take credit for. Like doing all these good good works in Jesus' name, so we're just gonna be really silent about it and be really and not say anything about it and not say not take any credit for it at all. Basically, is the way they put it, right? I Correct. Think that shows great humility on their part. <laughs> and just really, really that no matter how much money and power you have, the fact that you don't want to take credit is just. I mean, it's amazing. I'm 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 trying to get into that prayer breakfast and. <laughs> you know it's creepy. I I went to a prayer breakfast in the '90s with my uncle before, like you know, before anyone knew any, like what it was or whatever. It was just like a, a localized thing, like a local prayer breakfast or whatever. Satellite breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just it was just very odd because they'd just say a couple prayers and like and then that would be it, and then everyone would be kind of like talking to each other at different tables, and you know that was it. Yeah. Very strange. So uh, um, with the with the Jesus stuff aside. Politically, what is it? Like, what is their goal? Did you ever get into that? Well, like, as, as as far as what they say, their goal is is to make leaders Christians, so they can make others Christians. Or leaders, like, basically, is there what they want to do? So they have this network of all these different prayer groups around the world, right? Theoretically, this is what they do. 
and and then which most of these people end up being like leaders and like people of power essentially or they maybe they seek these people out essentially and they'll meet with like they said it they meet with terrorists they meet with all this stuff but like it see this is where it gets like mucky because like you know i always look back to what jesus did and of course jesus hung out with prostitutes he hung out with horrible people yes but does that mean that you should be like i don't know like where do you draw the line you know what i'm saying it's it's it yeah. comes down to yeah motive right right they're right they're trying like say it's a terrorist they're, they're trying to meet with a, only if the terrorist is a leader though it's leaders right. leaders and leaders only they're, they're meeting with a leader trying to expose them to jesus only because on the back end of that it gives them political influence right it's all right. about the influence and how they how can they uh infiltrate as many countries as possible with their influence and it right. shows as the docu docudrama goes on that that's what they did they, they had a lot of influence on political decisions and and the, the beautiful beautiful part about it is them being so discreet about it and not being nobody knows anybody's name kind of thing is that when it goes south they're like we we had nothing to do with that yep we yeah we, we hands off we're like we're just hey jesus you know yeah yep. you know it's when we just jesus it's not just jesus jesus is the gateway to gain political influence and that's what they're doing yeah yeah i think mr uh what was his name co doug co doug co he passed I'm away not, in 2017 not a fan He'll be so he'll be he'll be missed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they were doing. They were they were recruiting young kids to to raise them up for political influence. And and the process wasn't just like, hey, Phil, I think Phil will be a good guy. Let's bring him in. It was you have to come live with us and go through this this process before you're initiated. So it was like they were really truly hand choosing who they thought would be somebody that could be political influence down the road. Right, and well, apparently uh, shove them down in the dirt and don't let them up as well. Yeah, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. The initiation thing, the yeah. pa pa the pounding of Jesus into you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jesus plus nothing, Tony. Jesus plus nothing. It kind of reminds me of like skull and bone rituals and Dude, stuff. Dude, seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically what it is, mm -hmm. in a nutshell. Yeah, it seems like they have a lot of influence. Obviously, if every president goes to his breakfast. Yeah, every single one. Who knows? What Since Eisenhower, said. they said so. The last, you know, whatever how many years that is. Um, but yeah, that's crazy, man. Absolutely crazy. Yeah, I don't know if you want to talk anything else about that, but I just thought it was an interesting documentary. I think everyone should check it out for themselves. You can make your own decisions and what you believe, but. I don't know. I thought it was um, interesting enough to talk well, about. I don't really think it's a conspiracy. I think it's pretty much, for the most part, out in the open what's, yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. It's that much of a secret. No. Um, but yeah. should, I'd just be interested to know what exactly they, they want in, as far as what policies are they actually pushing for. Right. What is it that they get from all this influence? Right. What's is the it, end game? Yeah. You know, is it Christian? Is it the the push, the pushing of Christian ideals? Okay, so you make everyone Christian. Like, what is it? Or, oh, excuse me, you make everyone Jesus followers. Okay, then what? Okay. Well, m money better follow, or else they don't care. That's right. the way I, that's the way yeah. I took it. I yeah. just took it at these guys uh, want power, and what what is power? Money. Right. You no, know? it's just it, it for me. It comes back to the simplicity of you know the love of money. Yeah, and the love of money is the root of all evil. So there you go. Inflation apparently, because that's what's going on here. I, I tend to remember Jesus turning water into wine, not exactly water into cash. <laughs> right. Cold hard cash. So. Apparently, wine's been no good for you either. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Uh, so, yeah, I think that was an interesting discussion. I think it's about time for a commercial break. When we come back, we're going to be having our good friend Grant on. We're going to be talking about some more paranormal experiences that I had. 
concerning something called the Hat Man. And I'm not talking about Joshua Hatmaker when we come back. Do you believe in the paranormal? And Wes and I, were, you know, we were touching and we went and we put our hands on her to start praying. And it was like, Whoa, she's gone. She's on the other side of the parking lot. Like, literally, like, for lack of a better word, what the hell just happened? Like, whatever this was, was from the pits of hell. Are you on a constant quest to find cryptids? And all three of them were merging on the car. And I looked over and I looked up and it was kind of looking down at us. And it reminded me of a monkey. It it got down like it was going to charge us. It was so big, I felt like it could have grabbed the side of the car and flipped it over. Is your mind swirling with weird conspiracy theories? Throughout the summer of 2001, we knew about the 9-11 attack. We absolutely knew about it, and we talked about it all the time. Your family might think you're crazy, but we have good news for you. You're not alone. The Confessionals is a podcast where witnesses of the unexplained share their personal encounter stories. From UFOs and Bigfoot to hauntings, demons, and conspiracies. Come join us every Tuesday for a mysterious and creepy new episode. You can find The Confessionals on your favorite podcast player and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm your host, Tony Merkel. Let's go. Yeah. These are my confessions. Yeah. All right, man. I'll be right back. I just got to fill up my coffee and then we'll get back oh, in with okay. it. All right, now let's really start the interview. Tony, when did you decide to become a paranormal expert? And I want to go in depth from the age of one through 34 each year. How? <laughs> oh, man, dude. I, it's something I was always interested in. I just never really talked about it a whole lot because, you know, I mean, like, like I, for instance, my first year at the college, you know, I, I was – hanging out with your brother Todd Jeremy like if I would have said I was into this stuff they would have hounded me yeah and so I just kind of kept my mouth shut and uh you know I, I was really into the basketball stuff and all that crap but you know in my mid-20s when I started getting back into it and um you know I, I just uh I don't know I, I it was a slow progression but here we are and I'm very public about it and pissing people off left and right I think a small Christian college is an ideal place to uh a lot of conversations had late at night when there's nothing to do and everyone's sober and they're just, you know, playing video games in between all that nonsense. Yeah. You know, what else is there to do but talk deep philosophy and mm-hmm. all, all sorts of different conversations. And some conversations. I've had some weird conversations. Yeah, there, yeah. Were you uh, a Chosen fan or a Numa fan? <laughs> <laughs> I can never choose. I mean, I think Chosen had an edge. I think they had more. They, uh, from what I remember, they had more black. Just so you know, I'm, I'm definitely leaving the 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 whole this whole Christian part back in somehow. The, uh, I'm gonna work this in here somehow. Oh, by the way, we're talking to Tony. Um, <laughs> Tony, Tony Merkel. Merkel. We're just back. We're back live now. Fuck it. We're back um, live. Yeah. yeah, Chosen had you know they had a, you know they had more black people in it. I think it was more a little edgy, <laughs> a little urban. Is that what you Numa, Numa was like the you know Dave Matthews band, Bongiorno up and down, or sort of mix. Know, yeah, you know. Alex, and, uh, did you ever play for any of those bands, or did you only play? Did you play? You played for worship, though, correct? Did I? Yeah, you played drums for worship. No, I don't remember doing that. Okay, never mind. No, I. I mean, you know, what am I gonna? No, I don't. I didn't do that. I might have tried out. No, I didn't even do that. I didn't have a drum set. <laughs> well, I guess I could just use theirs. Yeah, the one that was on stage the whole okay. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
the mind, I don't know. The mind I don't believe I, I, ever, I, don't believe I ever tried going on. out. I, I never <laughs> wanted, you know, I wouldn't have been chosen anyway. So. <laughs> Ooh, love it. Um, I'm not elite. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> how many churches you go to? How many? It does like seem like it's just like a concert. concert. E- even someone that like, the I way like, they set it up and yes. they have like all the lights the and light, the studio. It's dark. It's, yeah. It's not like the old assemblies of God where they have like you know the the cross in the middle of the stage well, or the altar. Oh. I'm sorry, whatever you call it. The yeah, the, God. The, yeah. the drapes and like now it's all just like a fucking direction. Yeah. Like it, it really is. It's it's becoming very business oriented. I've been told by some people that have gone to these you know quote unquote pastor meetings with the AG and stuff, and you know the, the AG is pretty much talking like in these meetings that these smaller churches that aren't growing are pretty much not pulling their own weight, and they're going to look to um, to consume them and and take them over, and. Uh, the one church that I know that was offended by that, they're talking about leaving the AG because, you know, it's just not what it used to be. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's become very business oriented. And, um, yeah. I, like, I, 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 but in the like, same think, token, yeah, I mean, fuck them, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I will not share this. Up <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Local podcaster doesn't disagree or disavow <laughs> Philip Anderson when he says "fuck him" on his podcast. <laughs> this is Tony's confession. <laughs> the first time I was on your show, you guys left something. Left something. I was like, "Oh, I wish I didn't would have said that." <laughs> Here I go again. <laughs> you freaking Anderson boys. You pulled the worst out. <laughs> Get me saying stuff. Oh, this is going to be the best podcast ever. That, that was the hardest I've laughed in like a while. You guys got trusting faces. You're like, it's okay, Marco. You can say it to us. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no problem, guys. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, I'm... Just, we'll, just, we'll just cut that first part out. We'll just leave our reaction to it. <laughs> yeah. So nobody will know what we're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they were... Uh, I, I didn't. I, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, so I didn't know I, they're recording me. <laughs> so when 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 Phil said "f him," right? You laughed. You didn't say like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that." <laughs> I did laugh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. To burn you know, I'm, I'm in the area, Tony. I'll go with you, and I'll stand up in the middle of it. I'll be fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, who is I that? <laughs> is that Alex Anderson? Oh my god, he has no hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my god, I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh uh, man, we'll be careful. No, it's all right. It's fine. what is we're fine. <laughs> oh my god anyway i don't even know what we were we, oh okay so we're back from commercial break we got a lot of things to talk about so <laughs> let's bring this back around all you want to hear some of my paranormal stories or i don't even know if it's paranormal or not you're gonna have to tell me what you think all right just okay. run through them. so fact or fiction fact or f- fact or fact or <laughs> it's not a fake story it's a real story this happened to me so it was only over, I would say, a month, two-month period. Not a very long time period. But the first experience I had, I'm sleeping. Right in my, my bed's right over here to my right inside. Actually, the door that I'm going to be talking about is this door behind me. That you probably can't see. But So anyway, 
I'm sleeping. And all of a sudden, I wake up, like, out of a dead sleep, which is very weird. I don't usually just wake up and open my eyes immediately. Usually, I'm like, oh, like, kind of drowsy, open my eyes a couple times. I'm, like, dead asleep. I wake up, just, like, open my eyes, I'm awake. And I look at my door, and on my door, there's, like, some coats and some towels and, like, kind of, like, on the end of the door, kind of, like, on this part, like, on the top. And so, it sort of looks like that. And so, from my perspective from the bed, I look over there. And it looks like a guy standing there with a hat, a, a hat on. And like for the first probably five seconds I look at it, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, someone's standing in my room. Like, I'm like, oh my God, there's someone here. And then after those first couple seconds, then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, wait. And it's like just the towels or whatever. So this happened, I don't know, four or five different times where like I would wake up out of a sleep. I look over there or I just, I just wake up out of, out of sleep for no reason. And then I'd see like a figure or whatever. Then I'd be like, wait, wait, wait. And it will, I just see towels. And I'm like, okay, whew, thank God. It was just a towel. Like, it was just weird, though, because it happened, th like, three or four times. And then, like, I stopped putting the towels and stuff on it, and it never happened again. What do you think Maybe about you're that? you're psyching yourself up. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like you're psyching yourself out. Yeah. I mean, I... It if you if it was the towels, then the only thing I would say is maybe you had Hatman on the brain. What's the problem? What's the problem there? I mean, I have you been like? No, not at all. It's not even something I even think about or whatever. But it just the, the way it looked to me, it looked like a guy standing with a hat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the typical hat man that like I've seen and depicted in pictures and that kind of stuff. It was just very odd that I I mean it was just very strange. I just woke up out of a dead sleep. I happened to be looking that direction, and that's what I saw. And it was just very weird. I'll tell you something weird about myself. I will. I refuse to sleep with the door open. Or my closet's open because it, sometimes it, it'll freak me out. Yeah, I'll do like I'm a double take. Like you know what I mean? Like not that any I know nothing's in there, right? Nothing's gonna become popping out. I don't know what that. If, but, <laughs> <laughs> Which is why he's closing the doors but, and locking uh, them. I don't know because like so, you know when you wake up and you know you, you know you might get like something you might see something that might startle you. Yeah. Or it's yeah. like that creepy sensation or feeling that someone might be peeking in or peeking out. They, they would be peering yeah. in they wouldn't be just right next to you yeah i don't know so i always shut that stuff yeah i, I shut them too and stuff i mean even when i'm doing interviews and stuff in this room i have a closet door over here to my left hand side and i'm always there's uh, something weird it. about that where it's like if it's open you feel like anything's possible <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know it's weird uh but it's because the your bedroom closet is a portal to the other side and haven't you seen the, the movie monsters inc i mean the monsters come through the That's portal true. They come out of the closet. And Everything bad happens, happens in the closet, so, man. If you yep. close the door, they can't open it. Generally speaking, I would encourage people to come out of the closet. Right. I mean, I just that's just a general right. rule of thumb. But, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> anyway. Um. Oh, so that yeah. So that's not paranormal, then. <laughs> no. that's, that's okay. I don't. Think no, I, don't th I don't think it's paranormal. I, I just thought it was weird. You know, I just a weird experience. I feel, but I, I don't think it was paranormal. I think it was no. just towels and. I don't think so either. It was just a weird, like I said, ever since I stopped doing that and like stopped putting it in there, I like I, d I haven't seen anything or. Anything. Well, why don't we put them up tonight and, and we'll, we'll see, see what happens? happens. Yeah. Oh, we'll record it. Mm, interesting. Well, you can. I'm not recording because you never know it's going to pop up. That's that's something that. All right. So yeah, you we, never you never do paranormal uh, things in your house, like a paranormal investigating in your own home. I know that for a fact. Yeah. You don't do that. You gotta yeah. live there. You don't. If you don't know, you don't want to know. Yeah. I. I um the apartment I lived in in Spring City with my wife. Uh, every time I was sitting in the chair in the living room, I'd be watching TV or something, and I could see kind of down the hallway. And she had because she's always doing those those plays at the college, 
uh, she had like movie posters framed in the hallway and I would oh, yeah. see a reflection of somebody walking from the bedroom into our bathroom or the bathroom into the bedroom. And sometimes Lindsay would be back there, but sometimes she wouldn't be, be even be home. And I, it was just very consistent. And so there would be times I sit down in my chair and I just stare down the hallway waiting for it because I want to see it and nothing. It was only whenever I was not directly looking down the hallway, I'd see it, but it was very often. And so the one time I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to uh, take my wife's computer and laptop and I'm going to just set it up on my nightstand and I'm going to film video and audio while I sleep tonight. Oh, God. See what happens. Oh, no. And, and, uh, and I've never watched the entire video, <laughs> but I got through the first 10 minutes and uh, at the bottom of my bed um, at my feet, uh, right in front of the closet door, I just see real quick. It was like not even a second long, but this red light just flashed in the bedroom, and and I just was like, "That's weird." And I, and I know my bedroom layout. There's nothing electronic down there for even a red light to pop up. Mm-hmm. And so I my wife and she saw it, and I was like, "Well, maybe it's a glitch or something like that. I don't know." And then that was years ago. And then we moved into this house, and um, probably about five, four or five months ago, I'm doing an interview, and I get a text message from my wife, and she's in the bedroom. And my, my son's trying to sleep with her. So, you know, she's trying to just kind of get situated in the bed. And she says, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but I just saw a red light in our bedroom next to the TV and it shot off and left a light trail. And I'm like, well, it sucks to be you. I'm doing an interview, so I don't know what to tell you, you know, but I didn't think anything about it until maybe a month or so later, I'm getting in the bed. And again, my son's in the bed with us. And I'm trying to get situated and I and I have like a pile of covers on my hip like I'm talking like it's probably a foot off my hip so like I couldn't see anything past my feet like my feet were invisible so between the covers on my hip and my face I see a red light just like I saw in the apartment if it lights up real quick and then shoots off and that's when it hit me I was like I've seen that before and then when I told my wife she's like that's what I saw so something that we saw in the apartment uh, we're seeing again in our bedroom in the house in between and your sheets hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i'm just kidding no but that's that's weird that's very weird that's very yeah. weird and so it's it, but it's thing is like i would never have have that frame of reference if i didn't do that video yeah. if i didn't do that video i would have right. never known right but they're definitely there it's something that's it's not the same thing it's very similar and i don't know and i told my parents and my parents are like well what do you think i'm like well, i don't i don't care it is what it is you know yeah. like it's a freaking yeah. life like I, I don't really get freaked out by this stuff, and I feel like it's a lot of it's because I've talked to so many people who've been through crazy stuff, and they're still living to tell me about it. I'm just like, whatever, you know. Yeah. I ain't really sweat. Yeah. And plus, I think it's a big spiritual thing, and I got a lot of people that pray for me, so I'm pretty set in comfortability. Right. Oh, very nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, Alex, any other questions for? Well, right. um, yeah, I haven't seen any lights in my room, but I don't like the closet open. That's it. I mean, but if you it? left the closet open, do you think that you'd have strange lights in your room? I don't know. Seen anything ever? Who me? Yeah, you. Mm. Seen? Now I've heard things. Um, oh, interesting. Do tell. Well, you know how it is. It's something you can't explain. Some kind of noise. Um, you know, m- like mumbling. Ooh, where was this? Um, so uh, not, I'm not, I'm not, not my old place because my that would be my, actually my old roommate doing that. Um, yeah, he would. He's just late drunk. at night. <laughs> no, but what no, I mean, it's just uh, over the course of the years, wherever I've been, um, you know, you always hear weird stuff. But it's always at night, and you just don't know what to chalk it up to. 
you know, strange, like, um, I call it mumbling, but, you know, like maybe indistinct voices. Very, very low. Um, and it's, like, late at night, and this was probably when I was in Phoenixville. Right down the street um, from Old Valley Forge. Yeah, that's correct, yeah. So Valley Brian Crow at the time, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one time, uh, I got woken up. It was my birthday, I remember, and I was sleeping, and my door was kind of ajar. And Ooh, I see, saw see? A, um, door was open. Door was ajar, and I woke up because I heard something, and at this point, my the foot of my, my bed was against the wall, and the door was at my feet, so... You open the door, you're at the foot of my bed. Uh, I heard something, you know, and it was, again, late at night, everyone's asleep, I hear something, and then I kind of look over and I see a flash in the doorway. Like, it's almost like someone took a picture, like with an old school camera with a crazy flash. And then, like, it just kind of startled me, and then I, like, kind of, like, rub my eyes and, like, turn the light on. Obviously, there's nothing there. Um, that was no. the only thing I've ever actually seen. It was, I'll never forget it, though. It was very, um, very clear. It just was like someone taking a picture. Like just kind of like a flash went off, and I like don't. I want to say, yeah, maybe something like yeah. <clears throat> you could describe it like that. Kind of saw a figure, but not couldn't really make it out. That was like the only time I actually saw something. Um, but yeah, just weird stuff like that. No, um, no full bodies, apparitions or anything like that. Um, that's pretty much it. And as far as you said, what sounds? What, what kind of sound? You said you heard people mumbling. Is that something else? Another paranormal experience you had? Well, I don't know if it was paranormal. I'm just, I'm just saying you hear weird stuff at night, and you're not sure what it is. Like, I've heard, like, little voices before. Not in my head. I'm talking, like... Audible. And you're kind of, like, looking around, and there's nobody around, and you're just like, what? Like, what is this? Like, what is this? Yeah. But, and you can't explain it. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, speaking of, like, voices, in this... I don't want to creep Nicole out. I'll say this lower. When I was downstairs in the basement of this very house that we live in now, I was down there trying to switch out we have like a um i don't know if it's a smoke detector or if it's a carb i think it's a carbon monoxide detector thing and so it's been beeping you know how like when the batteries are dying or whatever they beep a lot so that's what i chalked it up to i was like okay it's it's beeping and so i went down there with a the battery i went to switch it out i'm down there for a little bit and it's, it's a creepy basement anyway and i swore i heard like a guy i couldn't make out what they were saying but it was a guy, a guy said a guy with a lower voice says something and then a female said something and then I was like, all right. <laughs> and I just, like, you know, switched the battery out real quick and just, like, get out of there. But I mean, that was, you know, in the house that we I live right now. But, I, you know, I, like I said, I couldn't make out what they were saying. It was just random. You know? I don't know. Yeah, I've never heard voices. You guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah. probably. <clears throat> probably. We're well, touched. Heard, uh, people talk about seeing, like, flashes of light. Mm -hmm. uh, but... In the house, I'm sure it happens, but in the house, I haven't heard a whole lot of, but outside the house, people say they, they've seen that, and that's often correlated alongside of a, a story that they're telling me about uh, abductions. So, you know, maybe you've been abducted. Who maybe knows? I was. It was my birthday. Maybe it was a, a birthday present. From <laughs> maybe I had the greatest night of my life, and I don't even know it. <laughs> I'll tell you, one of the common things is that a lot of people, uh, no, I shouldn't say a lot, but you know, several people have told me that you know they're t recounting an abduction scenario that they've been through and they'll open their eyes and as they're coming out of this like grogginess they see this like red light illuminating inside their bedroom and it like seems to get sucked out the window uh almost like it, like you know how, like if, if it's like a fog and somebody turn on back and you just suck it out yeah it's like it just got sucked out of the room and I, and the first time i heard that i was like wow it's kind of crazy and then i posted the show and then i had a couple people uh email me who have been on the show and they're like 
uh, I saw the same exact thing, but I didn't want to tell you because I thought it was crazy. And I'm just like, well, maybe you're not. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, so anyway, we're going to have um, our very special friend Grant from Johnstown Abnormal Paranormal Society on. He's uh, He wanted to talk to you. Um, he's a Bigfoot guy. Uh, he was on last week. He told us about a, a Bigfoot encounter. So this is his story um, about uh, how he encountered a Bigfoot. It was me, Jason, and this other this other lady named Charlene. And uh, you know, I, 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 Jason tried to set me up with Charlene. And I told Jason. I said, Jason, I, I, I like bodybuilder women. This this woman was, was not a bodybuilder type. She was thin. Not my type. Irregardless. I had good intentions. It didn't work out. You know, it didn't work out. But, you know, so we're out, we're out in this foot patrol. You know, we're going foot patrols like for Bigfoot, Sasquatch, UFOs, paranormal, cryptids. You name it, we're looking for it. Okay? So we're, we're going on foot patrol. And, uh, you know, we get to a top of a bluff on a hill, and, you know, it's, it's getting towards lunchtime. We're like, all right, we, you know, maybe we'll take a break here, you know. So I get out my octopus. I eat my octopus. Jason eats his sardines, and Charlene threw up. And uh, so we're sitting there, you know, after that, and we, we hear a little rustling, a little rustling up in the head in the woods, in the, in the, in the brush. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then I saw me here. There was a knock on the tree. It's one was like, oh my God, Sas this Sasquatch. Right, Jason, you remember? We're like, oh my God. We're like, oh my God. You know, Sh Charlene's, up to the Charlene's like, oh, I don't know. What, what's that noise? It's like, I don't know. Let's go find out. And so we go, we, go, we go a little closer. We go a little closer. And then all of a sudden, we hear, whoop, whoop. Which everyone knows is a, is a Bigfoot noise. <clears throat> so I was like, oh my God, we got a, we got a Bigfoot. <laughs> and, and just something in my spirit, something in my soul. Just was like I, I wanted to get closer and closer. They're like, yeah, Grant, back up, Grant, back up. So I get a little bit closer. All of a sudden, this I huge, this huge log comes throwing. I'm like, duck! It goes over our heads. By the time I say hey, we should get out, we should get out of here, they're already down the hill behind me. So I take off, and then all of a sudden, I'm just like, you know what? It just hit me like a piffery. And I was just like, you know what? That Bigfoot, that that Sasquatch, it was looking for love. And so am I. Um, yeah, so that was his Bigfoot story. I mean, it was pretty good, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it had all the elephants in it. and <laughs> Can't wait to talk to him. Yeah, yeah, so that was his Bigfoot story. So um, that was on our Halloween episode, obviously. So he told his Bigfoot story. And then later on in that episode, we took phone calls. And believe it or not, allegedly, we heard from that very Bigfoot. It was a female book fit. It was looking for love. It, it wrote its name and, I guess, number. I don't really know. But on a log and threw it at Jason. I mean, Grant. And I guess it was some sort of miscommunication. So, allegedly, Grant went on this big, uh, went on a date with a Bigfoot lady. And I guess so I guess we'll see how that date went. I'm not sure what, what to make of it. I don't, I don't, I haven't talked to him since then. What was that show? Love, what was that show where you go on date and then they talk about it? Like from the 80s and 90s? Um, a love connection. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a sort of a love connection type thing. So I guess um, without any further ado, um, uh, welcome to the Shielding Dealing Podcast. Um, thanks for being on and all that stuff. My name is Grant uh, from Johnstown Abnormal Paranormal Society. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm a huge fan of Tony here. Tony, I'm a huge fan of the paranormal. I mean, you are like a god to us. I mean, you're one of those one of those type of guys that just we all we all everybody look everyone in the community looks up to, as like you know the the Bigfoot guy. Everyone everyone knows it. I don't know why this guy's being shy. I was hurt in the green room earlier, and I heard him talking. He's uh, he's uh, saying, "Oh, I'm, I'm not really an expert. Let me tell you, this, this guy's an expert." Uh, so Tony, 
<laughs> Tony, uh, wonderful to meet you, sir. A pleasure and an honor. And so, sorry, brother. Before I get, <laughs> before I get started, brother. I just we just even call it brother, great. You're really, you're really flustered here. Oh, I just, I'm just, I just, he's a living legend in our community, and I just want to give him the respect that he deserves. So, Tony, I love you, brother. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> he's, he's. I mean, we're both two guys, just speechless, full of love. Um, so anyway, here we are. I, I, I saw Tony. I, I, I don't know if you did. You hit? Did Tony hear my Bigfoot? He can did. count it. He did. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it, it was just one of the most eye-opening and and just amazing experiences I've ever had. Now, Tony, have you encountered a Bigfoot? Personally, I have. No, I have All not. Right. All right, brother. Well, <laughs> let me just tell you, it was. <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I'm just giggling just with joy thinking about it. So it went well. It went. It went really well. I went on this date with this Bigfoot creature. Uh, her name is Jessica. Uh, really nice, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of bodybuilder women. Tony, I don't know if you're a bodybuilder woman guy. I mean, I know you're happily married. I don't know if she's a bodybuilder or not. But, um, you know, you know, I'm, I, I like bodybuilder women. It's a certain type of woman who can, you know, lift me over her head, essentially. And so with this Bigfoot, right? I mean, I went on this day with this Bigfoot. I, I, I'm not into in, in a in a in a Inner, I don't know, I can't think of the word. Inner species, I guess is what I'm looking for. Inner species, you know what I mean? I'm not usually in it, it's species. But, um, you know, I, I was like, you know, I'll give it a shot. I'm lonely. I love bodybuilder women. Sasquatch is sort of like a bodybuilder woman. So I went on this date. It was really awesome. We whooped. We hung out in the swamp. Um, you know, um, I, there was a language barrier, uh, I will admit, you know, uh, but it went all right. I mean, I, 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 I don't know if I could call her back or do I, you know... I don't know. So what do you got? So she ghosted you. So you had a paranormal experience at the same time of dealing with a Bigfoot experience. Yeah, she hasn't got. She hasn't got back to me. She uh, apparently she's not interested anymore. Um, so I'm back in the singles game. Guys, know any bodybuilding women? Um, right. Definitely into the, that. You guys know what I like. Um, but yeah, I mean it was okay date. I mean we don't like the same thing. She was eating skunks, and you know, I was like, Ugh. I mean I eat octopus, but I'm not gonna eat a skunk. I mean it's, it's, it just smells horrible. I mean. You ever heard of the skunk ape? Now I know why. You know what I mean? These skunks. It's terrible. Tony? Just <laughs> <laughs> throws it to him. <laughs> do, 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 do. do you have a question? <laughs> no, just, just, I'm just finding out he knows skunk apes. I, so, I was giving him some information like, can you back me up? That's why they call skunk apes, because they eat skunk. They smell. They smell well, awful. Yeah. It's very yeah, I documented. Yeah, I, that you're educating me. I always just thought that they smelled bad because oh, you know no. outside, not taking baths and stuff. But maybe they are eating skunks. I guess you've seen it first. You are, well, what they say on the on the on the TV tube is uh, you are what you eat, and so you know skunk ape did skunk. They smell. I mean, so you didn't take uh, her to Texas Roadhouse or no? She wasn't interested in that. No. You know, she, I mean, she's a Sasquatch. I mean, what if you imagine me? She, I mean, showing up at a at a at a, a Longhorn with a a Sasquatch. <laughs> what if people? No, come on. Right. Get real. I mean, it's, she's she's she, they're Rocky. very they're very secret secret society. <clears throat> they don't like to be shown. They're very you know. So you, you gotta tread tread lightly, and you gotta go to the swamp. Do you think maybe she got heat from her community about dating? Well, I, absolutely, like you? absolutely. Well, they're like, what are you with this little pipsqueak? Right. You know, they didn't say that. You know, but um, if I would have met them, they I'm a small guy. I'm not I'm not very tall. I'm very very you know I'm five eight. You know, I'm a little guy. You know, so um, you know I'm. Oh. It, it, so, is there anything you'd be able to offer her and her culture and society? You know, like I mean, you're just a small guy going in there and stuff. What could you offer? I mean, if you're trying to impress people, I mean, what could you, you know, put out there to offer to say, hey, I'm valuable? 
Well, th- you know, that's that's a good point there, Tony. I don't have anything to offer anybody. Um, quite honestly, I mean, I'm just a paranormal investigator. That <laughs> That's all I do. I mean, I'm a plumber by day, a paranormal investigator by night. Um, not to be confused with the other paranormal investigators that are plumbers by day. Um, but, you know, I mean, I, 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 yeah, you're right. I, I, maybe I should rethink my life. I don't really have much to offer other than the fact that I'm a, I'm a good paranormal investigator and... You know, I like bodybuilder women, and they don't seem like me. <laughs> what if, um, what, what, so would you? Could you give it all up and live in the swamp if she if she was to reach well, out? Well, that's now that's an interesting thought. I mean, um, I, I mean, it's 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 really wet there. I mean, I'm I'm not really a, a fan. I've I've been on many foot patrols before in, in the past. And I love going in the swamp and you know, sort of like playing GI Joe sort of. And but I, could I do that every day? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, I, I would have to. They would have to build me some sort of house. As you know, I mean, Tony knows. I mean, Tony. You can't live out in the wilderness f- forever. Uh, you could. You could if you really loved well, her. Well, now you're putting it back on me. I was told you supposed to back me up. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> all investigators buried me over here. Um, <laughs> well, now that I'm up to my, my neck and quicksand here because of Tony, um, yeah, I guess it's on me. <clears throat> just a worthless piece of shit over here, you know, just <laughs> no skills. <laughs> Nothing to offer any woman, I mean. <laughs> What are we doing here? I mean, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. So I mean, so the date went well. At the end of the yeah, day, you yeah. you're not you do not have a new Bigfoot girlfriend. It she's not she, playing. Yeah, just a, a one night stand sort of thing. <laughs> I don't know if I was. <laughs> I don't know if I was being used to some sort of procreation type thing. I don't think so. Like I said, it's in a species. I don't think that works that way. Uh, it was just a one night thing, one night stand. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I don't I don't kiss and tell. I guess I am now, but um, you know, I. It is what it is. I'm not too worried about it. You know, it, it, I, my heart's broken, but you know, I'm still. The quest goes on. The quest goes on for paranormal. I'm. St- I'm gonna still. Tony, I like to go on a foot patrol with you, and uh, <laughs> kind of, kind of see. Uh, you know, what, what we can our different techniques and that sort of thing. And see, uh, you know, compare contrasts. So, so what you guys do, what I do on a foot patrol, and you know, okay. so, I mean, because I, I, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm pretty good. Last time I went out, I, I nabbed a date with a bigfoot. I mean. <laughs> You ever catch a ghost? Oh, I, I, we've, we've Jason and I, my, my buddy Jason was here. He would tell you we've we've tried to capture many ghosts so many times. Last time we tried to capture a ghost, um, <clears throat> we ended up in the wrong home. Um, it was supposed to be the Johnsons' home. We they weren't home. They're like, yeah, you have free reign of the house. We we show up and it was it was the wrong house. Um, so the the, the McMullen family was really upset about it. <laughs> um, you know, so that was the last time we thought we had a ghost. It was wrong house. We were like, oh my god, this voice is upstairs. So we went upstairs. We're like, oh my god, this is the biggest paranormal. It sounds like they're watching Netflix right now. And they were. They were watching Netflix with their family. They were like, oh my god, too scary, man. It was a whole mix up. We had to pay a lot of money uh, to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can imagine. I mean, uh, yeah, me, me coming in, you know, with all my paranormal equipment, lights on. Hello, are you there? I mean, they, you know, they were very scared. Um, it did not go over well. That was the last time I caught a ghost. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well. All right, man. Yeah. Sorry, I asked. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked, uh, Tony. I'm just a real big fan. I'm just kind of flustered here. Uh, I'm just trying to talking to you. And and uh, so, is there any sort of advice to as a, as a budding paranormal guy to another budding paranormal guy? I mean, I mean, what, what kind of advice would you give me going forward as far as my investigation techniques? I mean, uh, I would say start reading. And uh, God, I don't really like that. I don't like. <laughs> I, I can tell. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a too big fan of reading. I mean, if it's on a documentary, I'll, I'll watch documentary. I mean, I'm not gonna go reading books. I mean, who has time to read books? I mean, maybe you should. He's giving you good advice. Oh here. yeah. I mean, yeah. God, I mean, you can, you can give, give me that advice. I'm not gonna do it. But <laughs> if 
you want my advice or not. Yeah, what else you got? Well, I'm just saying you need to educate yourself okay. on what you're doing because it sounds like if you can't get the address right, I mean, it's called Google Maps, my man, and you got to put it on Google Maps and oh, take right. it right to the location. Well, I mean, yeah. can't be showing up at people's houses and scaring their little kids watching TV and stuff. Right, I mean, right. We're going to say know? that was Jason's fault. He's the guy <clears> with the logistics. <throat> he really handles all that stuff, so it was probably his error. That's yeah, he's, he's been known to drink a little bit, so, you know, he's yeah, he probably just was a little drunk because I like, got, got a five and a five and a four confused. I'm not too sure what happened, but. Yeah, it was, you know, I, that's really good advice, Tony. Thank you. You're a living legend. God bless. Um, you're just, just one of one of those guys that I just always look to and be like, oh, can I, am I as good as Tony Merkel? I say yes. All right. Well, Grant, <laughs> thanks for coming in, sharing Thank your you. story. Thank you. Tony, a pleasure and honor, uh, sir. I'm the, if you ever want to go on a foot patrol, we can go on foot patrol, Bigfoot hunting. Um, I, I can draw pictures of Bigfoot. Um, you know, So if you have an encounter, I can definitely recreate it. Okay. Sounds good. I mean, I know we have pictures and cameras, but, you know, sometimes you can't capture a, a Bigfoot. When you're out, you get too excited. You're just like, oh, my God, Bigfoot, and you forget to take a picture. Yeah. Right. So I can draw it. We'll you can looking, draw it. We'll All right. looking forward to that. All right, All right, Grant. Thanks for coming in. All right. Thank you. There he is. All right. There's, there he is. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, like I said, he's he's he was really excited to talk to you. Right? He had a lot of different a lot of different things he wanted to talk to you about. So, yeah. I don't know. Hope that, a lot of that was okay, Tony. I mean, I don't know. Fine. Awesome. Uh, different kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I think it's time for we I guess take a couple phone calls. We do a phone call segment. How's that sound, Alex? Yes. Are we doing that? Yeah. Well, I guess that we'll just do that to wrap up the show, and then unless there's anything else, Tony, is there anything that you want to talk about? Uh, no, nothing off t- offhand. No, we okay. We can take phone calls for sure. Okay. Cool. Um, why don't we just take a quick commercial break so to make the sponsors happy, and then when we come back. We'll be taking your phone calls after the break, and uh, talking about anything else we wanted to talk about. And we'll wrap it up. On right. Stealing and Dealing Podcast. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall. And check out the spooky savings we have at the clinic. We have over 20, 20 second fuck. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come down for spooky season here at fall. Spooky season? This is what we're calling it, Lenny? Spooky season? These pets are dying. I'm changing the line on that one. Okay, three, two, one, go. Hi, this is Howard. Three, two, one, go. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall for the crazy skeletons that we have sitting here at our clinic. These pets need your love and tender, loving... I said love three times, Lenny. How many times I got to tell you to put love once in the sentence? Let's go again. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall for our ridiculous, spooky, crazy savings. These savings are so good, it'll make you rise from the dead. That's a terrible line, Lenny. You have lost your mind. These are not good lines. We have 100 pets on back order here, but we need to get out, and you're messing it up by giving me these bullshit lines. Just going to roll right into it, Lenny. I mean, we've already wasted enough tape and time doing this, okay? So count me in. Three, two, one, go. Three, two, one, go. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall to the clinic, as we have a lot of ghouly savings. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Fall is here, the temperatures are dropping, and so are our prices. 
We have so many lovable, adorable pets sitting here at the clinic waiting to be adopted. I know you have a lot of time on your hands. No, you don't have a lot of time on your hands. Damn it, don't have a lot of time. And I don't have a lot of time either. <sighs> Lenny, you know, I just, I don't have it today. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall and check out our lovable pets waiting for adoption. The temperatures, are, the temperatures are dropping. I'm rolling through it, Lenny. Fuck it. The temperatures are dropping, and so are our prices. We have so many pets waiting to go. Take Baxter, for example. Baxter is a lovable Boston Terrier brought here to the clinic by a lovable family outside of Boston who just had lost a member of their family as well. I'm sorry. Baxter's no longer with us. All right, Lenny, if you're going to give me a pet to give out, can you make sure it's alive, please? Every time, every GD time you give me a pet, what are we supposed to do, Lenny? What do you, what do you want me to do? You want, you want me to go dig up these pets from my backyard and give them, hand them out? People don't want dead pets, Lenny. They want lovable, cute kittens and great dogs. You hear me? Let's do it again. Hi, this is Howard from the SPCA. Come on down this fall as we have a lot of great pets for adoption. Check out all the spooky savings we have. From anywhere from lizards to dogs to cats, everything you could ever want. Check Tina. Tina is a 19-year-old, beautiful, short-haired domestic cat. She needs a lovable home, and she doesn't have much time left. So come on down. This is Howard. Alright, and we're back from commercial break, last and final commercial break of the Shielding and Dealing podcast. We've had Tony here, we've talked about a lot of cool things, we've laughed a lot, um, I think it's been a pretty great episode. Now it's time to hear from you. Alright, we're going to be taking your phone calls at 508-203-7675, that is 508-203-7675. <clears throat> Alright Alex, we've got our first caller up, it's our good friend, Janitor John Janitor here. Um, he's going to be on line one. You want to take the control of this phone call, Al? Sure. All right. Pretty sure he's been on every episode so far. Never one to shy away from a good conversation and some good, good lighthearted conversation always with Janitor John Janitor as we punch him through. The uh, legend himself, the original OG. Uh, John, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, Janitor John Janitor here? Am I on air? You're, you're live on air. Do you have a response to that? Uh, 
Uh, no. <laughs> There's. <laughs> I have. Uh, I've had people tell me that they have certain charms and different enchantments that they do that you know casting spells on other people and stuff. But uh, as some as the person I am today, I don't think I could recommend it. I think he needs to figure it out from there. But if he wants to figure it out that way, head down to New Orleans. Plenty of shops that he can go figure it out and stuff, but he'll have somebody casting a spell by midnight. Yeah, exactly. And then I, I would I would not recommend that. I mean, that's just me personally. But yeah, I mean, I don't like I said. I think he was looking for a consequence free. I don't think that's going to be consequence free. So yeah, no. So probably not. Yeah. Um, probably anyway, not. we're going to be. Uh, I guess we got another phone call coming in here. I'm not sure. I don't have a name for this person. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who this is. I don't know if it's a random person or. Or what? But we'll see. Um, hello, you're live on the Schneeling and Dealing podcast, live with Tony. Uh, who do we have here? How's it going? This is Kenny from Bridgewater. Oh, uh, hey, how you doing, caller. Kenny? Long, long time. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, first time uh, caller uh, on with Tony here. I've been uh, following him very closely for the last couple of years. Tony, I just had a quick question, buddy. Uh, in your experience uh, dealing with all this, you know, paranormal and all this uh stuff that you do uh what's the craziest thing uh someone told you on air that made you maybe question uh question your uh, your sanity Ooh, good question very good question interesting are you going to take your answer off air or you want to hear it no i, I want to listen to a live and uh if that's okay phil uh, okay uh i would say the craziest thing that somebody's told me um at least the, the craziest thing that i can remember uh offhand is I recently had a show where I had a lady come on and she talked about this entity that kind of haunted her her entire life. And she, at one point, has this thing pop up in, I guess, the living room or something like that. And she's in her bedroom and it comes in and it literally drags her down the hallway into the, the living room with the cathedral ceiling. And it happened over and over again. And to the point where she called her husband and he came home and she had you know, going to the bathroom in her pants because she was literally scared that bad. So uh, I think that was the craziest thing that I can recall, at least currently, recently that I've heard. Uh, she literally, um, you know, was scared to death. Okay. Oh my God. Wow. Uh, I tell you, you know, you know, the only thing that haunts me is my ex-wife. So, I mean, I've never had anything crazy. If I ever do it all, I'll give you a call. All right, man. All right. Thank you for calling. Wow. I mean... For once, we actually had like a normal call. I can't believe it. Like a, an actual question. Oh, hold on. The calls are coming in fast and hot here on the Stealing and Dealing podcast. You guys wanted it. Tony is here. Tony, here we're going to take another call. Here we go. Hello, you're live on the Stealing and Dealing podcast. Put it, put, it, put it in the bag and I'll get it when I come back. I'm calling the damn show. Hello. Hello. Hey, is, is this Joe? This is Joe. Uh, you know, I just wanted to uh, call and uh, tell you that uh, I'm looking for John. If you've seen him, uh, yeah, you know, he actually have, uh, he actually called a couple callers ago. Oh, did he? Cause he hasn't answered my call, so I mean, he's got time to call you and not talk to me. Uh, listen, the guy's a snake. The guy's uh, the guy's a piece of trash. Oh, um, we are no longer cousins. Uh, I have disavowed him at every turn. He's not in the tribe anymore. And I'll tell you what, uh, I'll be looking for him. And uh, while I'm here. Uh, I understand you have a paranormal guy on. Yeah, a paranormal yeah. expert. Yeah, we have Tony here. You have a question for Tony? Yeah, so I've had some experiences. Uh, you know, I've been out in the woods before and uh, taken some, uh, you know, hallucinogenics. And one time I turned into a wolf. 
and I was uh, kind of, you know, caressing the planes and kind of walking around doing my thing, and it was kind of an out-of-body experience. That really is not relevant. But uh, I just want to ask Tony, uh, is there a consequence-free way to uh, maybe uh, get back at somebody in a way that can uh, not be traced back to themselves, uh, sort of like a potion or something that you know of, uh, kind of low on cash? So uh, I need a cheap way to, uh, you know, you know, get back at somebody who shall not be named. Uh, is there any way you know of? <laughs> Um, I believe we had the same oddly enough oddly enough Janet or John Janet called about the same question you just asked and uh, <laughs> um, I think Tony's a bit speechless but um, I think Tony said before that if you really want to do there's no really consequence free potion or spell I mean there's voodoo and that sort of thing but we do not recommend bitch. many voodoo you know, you know I know he was full of it John told me a long time ago that there was a way you could do this I know he was lying another lie from the pit of hell from that guy I tell you what if anybody sees John, tell him I'm looking for him, uh, and uh, tell him that uh, he, he is not invited to the uh, prayer breakfast I had scheduled uh, next week. Uh, he has been banished. He's canceled. Uh, the 2009 prayer breakfast uh, is still going on, and uh, you can get in touch with me. But anyway, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for having me on, and uh, all right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Boy, um, so I, I don't know if you're, you're I don't think you're familiar with Joe. He's, he's cousin of Jane or John Jane or one of our previous callers. Um, they have a beef going on. But Joe is actually I don't know if you caught that. He said 2009. He's 10 years in the past. There's he's something happened to him. I don't know recently, in which he thinks it's 10 years in the past. And so 10 years in the past today, he was fighting with Jane or John Janitor. So, um, it's it's very odd, very weird. You know, it's it's a paranormal story in itself. I mean. So taking a phone calls yeah. one day. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, that is. I, I don't know, Tony. That might have overwhelmed you. I don't know. Do you want to take any more phone calls? You're all set. But I, I mean, think we're good. I think I'm good. I okay. Mean, yeah, I think we're good. I mean, we they came in fast and hot, and you know, you guys have the audience here. Yeah, I mean, they're a very strange audience. I would say that. I don't know if they would say. I would say they're good listeners, but they're listeners of the show. Hey, hey. <laughs> attention is currency. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I guess to wrap it up, I guess we'll just briefly talk about this Brad Kidd guy that uh, me and Tony had talked about kind of off off air a little bit about him. But basically, this is a guy that uh, I'm not too sure, you know, if this guy is a normal guy or if Tony might think he's possibly has some mental things going on. But basically, it's this guy that I, I hold on a second. I said that there's a <laughs> chance just because there's a lot of people that tend right. to see things. Yeah. I don't know the guy personally, okay? No, neither do I, neither do I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, he's going to listen to this, that son of a bitch. No, no, I'd like... <laughs> no, no, no. So, yeah, so we, we don't know We don't know the state of this guy at all. We don't. I don't really know him personally at all. I just know him from Facebook, you know? So basically what I see him post, you know? So just because someone posts certain videos that I think maybe not real or whatever doesn't mean they're, like, a bad person or Is whatever. that all he posts about? Is that stuff? I mean, he runs a Facebook group. I've talked about it before. Um, let me, I guess we'll say what it is. It's It has a weird name. It was like anything paranormal. Hold on. Anything anything cryptozoology, UFO, the there paranormal, paleontology. Oh, it cuts off here. I see. Okay. Uh, it dreams. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a group. That's a group name, which, uh, number one off the bat, very weird group name. You know, I guess, I don't know. Maybe if you type those things, it comes up. Is that what he's yeah. thinking? I mean, uh, you think he could have been a little bit, more, been a little more creative in creating that group name. It could have been, you know, shortened. Yeah, or just like I don't know, like 
Australian paranormal, because he's from Australia. I don't know, like, anything. Anything paranormal would be... Actually, anything paranormal would be a great name. Yeah. <laughs> or if you just want to do anything cryptozoology and paranormal or something like that, right. it's just... I mean... Well, because doesn't paranormal kind of encapsulate all those things, or no? I personally do, but some people don't. Like, some okay. people that are all about Bigfoot and wow. cryptozoology, they're like, I don't believe in the paranormal. What? I mean, Excuse me? Isn't yeah. that what... What? I, right. I, That's weird. I think it's all paranormal. Yeah, I, I, right. I think it's it's just all-encompassing paranormal. UFOs, yeah, aliens, yeah. time travel, anything outside the normal is para, paranormal. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, outside outside the accept, accepted norm would be considered paranormal. Exactly. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, well, yeah. You heard it from the experts. So, you know, they have like 8,000 people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> there's 8,000 people in this group. And you know, most some of this stuff is actually. Um, I'm looking at one here. Like, um, this is just like what uh, this video is just like owls up in uh, a ceiling tile. Uh, but like a lot of this is mostly just like normal stuff. There's a, like a couple fakes. <laughs> I love it. There's this one that says uh, "washed up on a beach on Long Island," and it's totally a Photoshop picture of a smaller animal like on a huge beach. Like, uh, hold on, I gotta let's see if you can see it. You know? What I'm oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so bad. It's so bad. Like it's so obviously like not real. Um. So like most of most of it's like uh, most people laughed at it. Um. So like you know it's some of the stuff on here is like what people people's real claims. Some most of it's garbage. Like any other group site. But my focus is on this Brad guy. So he's like the admin of the group, and he every single day he has pictures of Bigfoots or supposed Yowies. Okay, right here. One of my best pictures, a juvenile yaoi laying down in a shallow ditch looking up at me. Distance 12, 14 feet away. See how many trolls can we bag with this bag uh, Bag awesome. <laughs> what? See how many <clears throat> trolls we can bag awesome. Okay. Is that Australian lingo? Uh, I think he, what he meant is to see how many trolls we can get to say that this is fake. I'm assuming is what he's saying. Uh, so you're, you're a troll, Phil. I'm a troll. It sounds like he's a troll hunter. He okay, maybe to... he's a troll hunter. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. See how many trolls we can bag. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so like the picture, um, I'll post these pictures as we're talking about that. I'll pitch, I'm post the episode, but I mean, it's literally just a picture of um, so, some forest. I mean, with like a, a part of it that's really black. And um, I'll show, let's show Tony real quick, but like, I mean. Okay. You know, it, like he's saying that this black part here is like yeah. the, the yaoi laying down in a ditch or whatever. And so like, you know, I mean, Tony has seen these pictures before. Or like not that maybe not this particular particular picture, but other pictures of different things. And I, what did you call it, Tony? You said some sort of word that I've never heard of. Pareidolia. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's when people see things that they 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 want to see. And yeah. so I mean, you're looking at you take a picture of the you know you're outside the woods. You take a picture of the tree line and you see all those shadows and you start looking around. And you see a shadow that is in the shape of maybe a dome head and you're like, oh, that was a bigfoot. And right, it, it's right. like. It, it's just, and even like what you just showed and stuff. I mean, some of the stuff is like tree stumps that just, you know, for whatever reason, the way that the light hits it, it looks mm -hmm. like it has a face on it and stuff, but it's, it's just a tree stump. Right. And so, or seeing things that they want to see, uh, it, you know, it's rampant in the mm -hmm. uh, paranormal world. Yeah. yeah. Actually, with the, when it comes to Bigfoot, it, it's mm -hmm. rampant. Yeah. And it, it, I think that's very unfortunate because I feel like if people are just a little bit more honest about things, I think. Yeah. You know, because it's just like the way I would do a, if I did a paranormal investigation, I would try to disprove everything. So that way, whatever you have left is actually like the most real evidence you could possibly have. 
Well, you I'm know? looking at a picture here of his, and you know why not? I'll say what I want to say. Uh, it's clearly a tree, and he literally put two dots on there for eye to make eyes to make it look like yes. it's cre- correct. Eye. Correct. Uh, it's literally a tree, yeah. and he he put eyes on it. You can tell he did that, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean it's somebody who's clearly uh, delusional at the best, yeah. if not you know deliberately hoaxing. Right. But I mean, really, I mean when you when you put stuff like this out there, stuff you're looking for the stupid people that are going to follow what you say. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, nobody with any any kind of intellect is going to look at some of these pictures and be like, oh my gosh, he's an amazing researcher, always yeah. catching that cow, just right. never quite getting it. Yeah, yeah. Every, like every, like I said, almost every day. Weekly, at the very least. You know what I mean? Not like, I'm sorry, I don't care how good of a investigator you are or whatever, you're not going to see Bigfoots on the weekly. Tony, how, how long have you been looking for Bigfoot? Uh, I don't look anymore, but uh, I look for like a you look for a while, right? You know, and so like yeah. it'd be like you finding Bigfoot every single time you went out. And you you yeah. know that's just not going to happen. Not happening. Yeah. Like I, I've been in areas where people have seen them, and I've never seen one right. ever. Right. And and that's just that's to say that they don't exist. It's just it's a rare thing to begin with. Is my for point. sure. And, you know and I mean? a lot of people try and make it like it's a common thing. Like they mm-hmm. have the secret sauce to finding right. Bigfoot. Right. Right. It's right. just. It's yeah. just silliness. Yeah, and it, it, like I said, it does a disservice to actual people out there that have actually had real encounters and that sort of thing. Because when enough people do this, a lot of people will just look at the entire field and be like, you know what? Well, you know, there's like all these crazy people. These all these people are just crazy. Instead of being like, well, you know, maybe some of these people are telling the truth, and there, there's real claims here, and there's maybe some evidence we can actually get out of this. But like, you know, when you have people that go out there and do this kind of stuff, it's just, it's just not good. You know, it's just. It does, like I said, it does a disservice to the whole thing. Do you, you know? believe it? Um, I'm open to the idea. Like I think it's, a, I think it's a possibility with the amount of open land that there is in the world. There is absolutely. I mean, they're finding new insects every day in the Amazon. They're finding new animals all the time. I mean, anything's possible. Yeah. You know, I'll, especially I'll, when you consider the, um, you know, the consider some of the spiritual stuff into it and the, yeah. you know, some of the theories that you have as far as um, Nephilim and that sort of thing. I think it gets really interesting after when you encounter incorporate some of that you know thought into it you're like okay you know maybe this is a possibility you know i do not believe in big <laughs> i figured that <laughs> a creature that big <clears throat> i'm just, i'm just i mean logically in my 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 head i mean it would have been it would have been caught by now like actually caught well, by you, now okay well do you All think the, the government maybe the caught it and then just being huh? secret about it but why would it need to be secret i mean is it because mm. we think there's some sort of intellectual being or something that mm. or animal manimal or that is smarter than us? Like, I don't know. I think that there's plenty of reasons, numerous reasons why the government would want to keep it quiet. But um, I understand what you're saying as far as being caught by now. And that's why, like, the longer you spend in this field and, and looking into this kind of stuff, like, the more you start really start seeing how the lines blur. Because if it was just an animal, if it was just really a giant gorilla ape thing walking through our woods, at some point, we would have gotten something, right. whether you know. But yeah. the fact that it seems to evade everybody just enough, like that's where I start drawing that paranormal line. I start looking at, okay, is there something more to this? And then you start hearing people's stories of. I actually seen. I I have seen video of this, and not of a bigfoot, but uh, it, you clearly see in this video something is like cloaked. It was like like the alien, like the alien uh, movies were. Yeah. Or, or predator, 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 predator. Yes. Um, 
it's it's literally like that and and the, they they were describing the lady in the video was describing she saw something black until the until they actually looked at the video and in the video because they were saying we got it on video but in the video it's just transparent but you see something moving yeah. um and and so like when you start hearing and you hear people talk about these different stories like that like it, it disappeared and that's when you start saying okay well what's going on here people are literally seeing something physical but they also seeing something more paranormal type like you know another level uh and that's when i started looking into the idea of these ancient writings out of like enoch and stuff where it's like okay so uh we see that and i think we talked about it on the last show but um you know genesis 6 talks about these these fallen angels and i know there's debate about that but um the way i interpret it is that they are fallen angels that are uh marrying and having sex with women the offspring or nephilim well it, in the book of enoch it talks about it, it basically talks about that, but in more detail. And, and Enoch writes that not only were the angels doing that with women, but they were doing it with all of God's creation, that they were trying to, to corrupt all of God's creation. And that's when I started thinking, well, when you take a fallen angel and uh, a gorilla, what do you get? You know, so yeah, then you right. say, okay, so maybe this is a remnant of an uh, offshoot of that stuff. And, you know, then it's like, well, why are, why are some, you know, showing abilities of disappearing and some don't seem to have those abilities? And it's, I just look at it as like, well, I got a twin brother and sister. One's darker than me. The other one looks like she's albino, and they're twins. And so, like, you get different DNA. And uh, I think maybe maybe some of the DNA's passed down to some of them, and some of it's not. I don't know. But uh, that's kind of how I started making sense of it all. You know, in my mind. You know, because you can certainly say, "Well, these people are just lying. They're just crazy." But the sheer number of accounts, it's just like I don't know. I mean. I'd be scared to think that there's that many crazy people running right. around. Right, no, but not to play um, devil's advocate, but it's not that this is like any correlation to it, but you've, you've heard of the Slender Man thing, right? Yeah. And sort of how that, from my point, I understand about the whole story, it sort of came out of like thin air. Like essentially, yeah. it's like a story online or something, and then enough people started talking about it, and then all of a sudden, there was all these paranormal encounters or paranormal experiences with this guy called, well, this creature that looked like a Slender Man or whatever, blah, blah, blah. So do you think... It's so hard to say, but like, I do you think there's a possibility that because people thought it was real, they they wished it into existence, not wished it into existence, but thought it into existence? Because do you think? See, I like you know what I'm saying. Do you see what I'm, the point I'm trying to make here? I know what you're saying, and and along those lines, I mean, with the Slender Man, uh, at some point that thing really did come into existence to to the point that two girls killed their killed friend. someone because of it. They, they they but they they were seeing something now. Something what is right. This? Was the Slender Man? I don't think so. It's probably no, it's probably, it probably a demonic entity that attached knew the girls were into this thing and it made it appear That's, to them that way. So obviously, but when it comes to like the right. Bigfoot stuff, I, I I don't think so because we have you know this is passed down from Native Americans. I mean, and they talk about it mm-hmm. differently. Like they talk about how their ancestors were in uh, a type of relationship with these creatures where they would do trades and they would do certain things. Right. Uh, they they often talk about how these creatures. Would, would knew how to start fire and things like that, and they actually stopped using fire when Europeans started coming to this country and started mm-hmm. taking over things. And it's just a lot of stuff that was passed down through the generations. Then you got the stuff, um, these lures all over the world. You got the Yowie, you got the mm-hmm. Yeti. Yep. It, it, it's just like it, it, this is something that's all over the place. Russia, actually, the Russian government actually admits that these things are real. Mm-hmm. Uh, Washington State uh, back in the 70s came out with a wildlife pamphlet in there for, for what's in that state and they listed it at Sasquatch as one of them they caught that pamphlet back in the 70s cost them I think it was like half a million dollars to create and so it's like 
well, they were probably just kidding. And maybe they were, I don't know. But I mean, that's a lot of money to be just kidding around with. I mean, they were making other stuff, I'm sure. But yeah. uh, it, it's, just, it's just interesting. I, I don't think that this is something that has manifested because of attention. I think this is something that now I do think that there are because of the history of this thing that people are more and more fascinated with it over time because of the history. I, maybe maybe most people don't look into the history of it, but um, I could see where people getting so super fascinated by the idea of seeing something like this that they go out there and they start, you know, like with the par- pareidolia kind of thing where they start mm-hmm. seeing things. Right. Crazy, you know, right. Uh, right. But I don't think it's the actual account, like true real encounters. I don't think are because they're manifesting like I like we, I, we've talked to so many people where they take no mind of this kind of stuff and then just happen and now they are faced with a decision and a crossroads in their life where they have to decide what they what they believe and it rocks a lot of people's faith um, outside of just the idea of believing in something like this or not it's a it's a very spiritual experience for a lot of these people and that's where I I, I kind of get weirded out too like when I start hearing people say that that they go out in the woods now looking for these things and it's a spiritual experience every time they go into the woods I'm like eh all right well I don't like I mean, that but yeah, I don't know. All that to say is I, I have never seen a Bigfoot. So the only reason why I believe in Bigfoot is because of all the people I've talked to and call me gullible. But uh, I definitely I definitely believe that they're out there. Um, I have good friends who have confided in me. So, yeah, absolutely. I love it. Um, I don't want to hold you up too much because I know you have to go. But one somebody more. from our college that we went to college with, I saw a Bigfoot. Who? Did, I can't can, okay. Well, tell me off here. When we're done, tell me. Uh, sure, but to, you know, I won't say anything. I won't say anything. Again, right? sure Special exclusive interview with <laughs> Phil. There are some things that makes this show that I have no say over. I had no idea that they were recording me. That is that is wrong <laughs> no I will I promise I won't do it to you but um <laughs> would you say this show has been a spiritual experience <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay yeah so before you go one final question I'm a fan of Oak Island and the TV show and, and the whole, everything Oak Island I'm a huge fan and a, a short answer what do you think man what, do, you, do you think there's extra treasure there and who uh. do you think did it out of all, like your best guess, I know, I know, you, you know, you say you don't know, but what's your best guess? So I haven't watched, the, I haven't watched the show. Wait, how many seasons are? How many seasons are out? I think they're on like four or five. There, there's a new season out right now that I haven't even seen yet. So I, I, I can't remember. I think it was like a year ago. I watched the last season. I think it was okay. five. Then, then five we're caught something. up. We're caught up. Me and you are the same level. So yeah, it's been a while since I watched it, mm-hmm. but I, I do think that there could be something there. Um, and it was certainly. There's certainly signs of there's something being there with all the things that they've uncovered. Like oh, it just doesn't appear there. At least yeah. at one time there was something there, and you would think that if it was not there anymore, they would have uncovered signs that it has been removed by now. Yeah. But what they're uncovering is things that show that there was at least something there, and there is no signs of it being removed. Right. So if you're going through this entire operation of hiding something there, the the the, the process of doing that. You have to undo to un- to to bring it out, and you would you would think there would be remnant of you know things like piles of whatever off to the side that are out of the place because that's where they you know pulled it out. Right. But uh, yeah, I definitely think there's something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and and I also just loved the idea of dreaming and, and imagining that there could be you know buried treasure somewhere still. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, and it's really fascinating. And they actually, you're right, because they do find a lot of stuff. I mean, they found many many coins, a lot of different um china and different things that you know date back to 1700s. And I think the oldest thing they found is some Spanish something Spanish coin or amulet. I can't remember from like the 1600s or something. So. Things that are from all over the world. Yes. Just, yeah. Like, well, they found the two bodies. Remember, they found the bone in. Um, I can't remember. I don't know if it was the money pit or some other drill site. They found a bone. They examined it. One of them was from a guy from Israel. Got some guy from like you know that part of the world. And it's like, how is that guy? How is that guy all the way there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's very strange. So He's like looking for Bigfoot, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know Bigfoot and treasure. I mean glory. Yeah, so I mean it's really it's really interesting. I think it's a great show. It's on History Channel, which I don't have anymore on my package. So I got to figure out a way to watch it because the new season's out. So if you ever want to talk about that show, have me on because I will talk about that show all day long. It's like one of my yeah, favorite shows. I should wa- I should brush up on it and watch it again. We can do it because I've actually had people asking me to do an Oak Island show because oh nice. Was, you know Dude, there's I, just so much. Yeah, yeah. and it would so take maybe, a long time. So yeah, yeah. Definitely. Awesome. Well, Tony, why don't you tell everyone what they can hear your podcast with all that stuff. Plug every plug away. The confessionals podcast.com. Uh, you can get all the stuff there. If you love what you hear and you want more of it, we do offer memberships to the website for you get actually get an extra episode every week. And so you can check that out if you'd like, but, um, yeah, we're on every podcast player so if you're into podcasts whatever you listen to your podcast whatever you listen to this show on i promise you i will be there as well so you do some sort of like subscription service like a patreon type thing but directly through your website correct right i do it on the website because i have more control on the logistics of how the my audience consumes the content it doesn't get like on patreon a lot of things get lost over time because just it's one big thread and just keeps going and going right right Uh, I'm able to actually make separate pages for things and people are able to actually navigate through stuff. And we are building an app, um, which would be, we'll be ready in the beginning of 2020 sometime. And that app will, the public will be able to download and listen to public shows. And then the members will be able to actually log into the app and get the member shows as well on the app. Awesome. Very nice. Uh, right, now, now with your membership, I'm just asking questions because I'm curious. Is there a tier system or is it just like a flat, a flat, a, like you're in, you're out? You're in, you're out. It's either seven dollars a month or seventy dollars for a year. Uh, if you choose the annual option, you get two months free. So um, people seem to. I actually, while we were doing this show, I got an annual membership. So, awesome. Uh, Very awesome. Yeah, people enjoy the process of uh, seeing the show grow and all the stuff that we're doing, and um, I'm just constantly foot on the gas doing stuff. Yeah, man, absolutely. I see you all the time. It seems like you're doing well. And I did see you also have some beard oil out there as well. Why don't you tell people about yeah. that? Yeah, I was. That was a dream come true, man. Like I, when I, when I, I used to have a really big beard when oh, I started, yeah. and I, I always wanted my own beard oil, and it's just time and you know, the effort. Well, here I am years later, and one of my listeners has a company where he makes beard oil, beard bombs, all that stuff, and he reached out to me. He's like, I, I would love to have you sponsor or sponsor whatever, do a collaboration, and I said, all right, send me some samples, and I really didn't think much of it because. You know, most companies that make this stuff, like they're not good. Like either their marketing sucks or the product actually sucks. And yeah, so when yeah. I got it, I let it sit on the counter for a few days. I finally opened it up and I was like, holy crap, this guy knows how to market it. It looks great. It smells great. The product works great. So we entered into this this collaboration and now we have um, Sasquatch, 
Dogman and Specter Sense, and they don't smell like trash. You yes, know? yeah, they don't <laughs> smell like actual Dogman or Sasquatches. Or they, these are actually like well, like l- lumber, like wood scents. Can I, if I pay extra, can I get one that smells like Sasquatch? <laughs> Sure. sure. <laughs> Wet dog or like. <laughs> we actually we're, we're dropping. Uh, so those are the three cents in the beard oil, and we're dropping uh, this coming week actually for Cyber Monday. We're dropping um, a new scent called Yeti, which is going to smell like you know how you go into those Christmas stores and the, just that smell in a Christmas store. Yeah, That's sure. Oh, awesome. And it's going to be in a balm in the oil, and then we're coming out with the Sasquatch balm as well. So. That'll be for Cyber Monday. People are going to have a great deal for that. Awesome. Sweet. That's awesome. I'm glad I asked because I'll be, I'm definitely going to get some for myself. And if I feel charitable enough, maybe I'll buy some for Alex because he's been itching his beard this whole time. So. To have yeah. it. I, I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help I'm it. just going to hear like rough rough beard being scratched the whole time. Anyway. It, the neck just drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm sitting down. All right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But uh, thanks, thanks everyone for listening. Tony, thanks for being on, man. Appreciate you. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, um, you know, it was fun for you, too. Um, you know, I think we had uh, talked about a lot of cool different things, and we had a fun time as well. Look at that. That's the Yeti scent, if you can oh, see I the... love it. I love it. That's yeah. awesome, dude. And where's this guy out of? Is he he's in a, a, Alaska? Alaska. Really? Yeah. 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 company's called Anointed AK. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's out of Alaska, makes great stuff, and uh, he hangs out with bears all day and Bigfoot. Awesome. Well, very nice. So you can't go wrong. Well, yeah. thank you for listening to the Schneeling and Dealing podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Schneeling, S-N-E-A-L-I-N-G. Same thing on Instagram. We have Instagram now. Um, we also have, obviously, on Facebook as well, facebook.com slash Schneeling. Oh, yeah, we have can I, t- Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Can I say something? Yeah. The way you say your show's name confused the hell out of me when I first came on here the first time because you're like, Schneeling, I'm like, S H. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's probably not the best podcast name in the world because it's like pronounced <laughs> pronounced totally different than the way it's like looks, the way, you know what I mean? The way it's spelled. So, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Never mind that attention to detail. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. We'll be back next week with another podcast. But, Tony, thank you. As always, I had a fucking blast. It was awesome. All right. Now turn the recorder off. <laughs> <laughs>